0: of course we know that this year the first day of Rosh Hashanah falls off on Shabbos and the Mishnah tells us in Rosh Hashanah that there is a difference between the area of the Samikdash as opposed to dina anywhere outside of the Mikvash itself of course in Dei Samikdash they used to sell the shofar irrespective whether Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos or any other day of the week and of course our practice outside of Dei to sound shofar every other day, with the exception of Rosh Hashanah, Shachal, Yost, and Shabbos. The Gemara raises a very simple question, why the basis of this distinction? Where do you see a difference between Shabbos as opposed to any other day of the week? The Gemara begins by suggesting that this difference is rooted in the very sukkim that characterized Rosh Hashanah itself. The Torah tells us that this day of Rosh Hashanah is to be viewed as Yom Shura Elochem. The Torah tells us in Parsh a day in which we sound the shofar. But yet earlier in Harsha's Emor, the Torah characterizes Rosh Hashanah as being zifron Shura, a time of not actually sounding the shofar, but rather a remembrance of shofar. How is it that we understand the difference between these two psukim? The Gemara suggests very simply, Rosh Hashanah falls out any other day of the week, it is actively considered to be a time of Yom Shua. If it's Rosh Hashanah Shachal Yom is then only a remembrance of the sound of shofar itself. This opinion that the Dvar initially cites maintains that this distinction is not merely a rabbinic one, but rather in the Torah itself do not sell the shofar when Hashanah falls out the But the Mardi immediately interjects, if so, why should there be a difference, then, between the base of and anywhere else? After all, if it's rooted in the very sukim of the Torah itself, Perhaps, even in based on Miklos, they should not show the shofar when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. So, because of this question, Rabbi answers that no, a very different approach. That Min Torah, obviously, when it's obligated to throw irrespective of when Rosh Hashanah falls, whether on a weekday, whether on Shabbos itself. It's only as Zerah, the rabbinic and Rabbinic, and a concern. Perhaps, in the course of fulfilling the mitzvah of be shofar, one will come to carry, therefore desecrating violating the Tudush the safety of Shabbos itself. And therefore, it's true in the one is always obligated to sound the shofar, one does do so outside of Dei only on Olam Vodraim. In the mitzvah proper, where there was not as much concern, then they used to sound shofar even on Rosh hashanah when it fell on Shabbos itself. A Sureshik raised then a very simple question. According to the conclusion of what the Gemara tells us, that really from the Torah perspective, you always sound shalom. And the only reason we don't is because of the rabbinic concern that maybe it will lead one to carry How then do we account for the two very different characterizations of the day of Bashashan? The Gemara, after all, dealt with those two psukim, Yom shrua and Zifron shrua, initially, as referring to two different times, when Rosh Hashanah will fall. But once you assume that irrespective of the day, Rosh Hashanah is always considered to be a time of Yom Shua, so how do you account for the postulates that we have in Parshish Emor of Ziprochim? The Rock suggested the following distinction that perhaps the mitzvot that we have in the Torah can be broken down into two very different categories. Most mitzvos that we have, no doubt the Torah prescribes a particular act what we term a mitzvah mitzvah But then there is also a second motive, and that is the fulfillment, the kinum ha-mitzvah itself. When it comes to most mitzvahs, those two aspects, the prescribed performance of the mitzvah and its fulfillment, always go hand in hand. How, for example, if you fulfill the mitzvah of i-matzah, when a person engages in that prescribed act, the maizah mitzvah that itself is the fulfillment of obligation. But then you have a whole second category of Mitzvah, where there is a distinction between the act that the Torah insists we perform, and the fulfillment of the Mitzvah.
1: The Torah
0: tells us, for example, that the up to the we are obligated to rejoice. And no doubt, the Mark tells us in Safi, the Ramban in Karat all the details of how it is that we fulfill this obligation of rejoicing in Yantif. When you have a Beisan Niklas, you ascend to your shavayim, you offer Kabbalahs. In Simcha El Yayim, means wine and other means of fulfilling an obligation of Simcha. So even though, no doubt, there is an obligation of having Yayim, of having a festive Sudan Yantid, but certainly the real key hamisva, the, the fulfillment of the obligation of Simcha Yantid, is the emotive experience. The sense that we have a Yantif, of being in a joyous spirit, in a proper frame of mind on Yantif itself. Simply as an example, for no doubt there is a clear definition of Nitzv itself, but rather the key in the fulfillment is that which we feel internally, that which is delayed. The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin the same as Chirach, Madhus, and we know that the a person is an ability many details on how it is that he fulfills the obligations of mourning. But yet the Mishnah tells us that Ainus <laughs> a the crushing experience that one feels, experiencing Avehus is an emotive response. It's something that a person feels within. Simpla, for example, in are cases where no doubt the soda tells us this is how the mitzvah is to be performed, but no doubt there is a heightened fulfillment that a person feels internally. When it comes, for example, to Kriyashma, the prescription of Kriyashma's living to recite the words of the Kriyashma itself. But what is the fulfillment of the mitzvah? What the Gemara tells us, Kabbalah recognizing who is the melon, accepting it as melon, that is considered to be the fulfillment that you have of the obligation. Where, for example, the Rambam describes when it comes to dhavmi, no doubt there is a formal structure to the tfilah itself, but yet, as the time risker explains, the Rambam tells us that the essence of tfilah is the the listening A person realizes that he is standing in the presence of a tfila. All of these examples, whether it's a case of kriyashma or tfilah, simcha, avalos, are cases where no doubt. The Torah defines for us, in very clear terms, exactly how the mitzvah is to be fulfilled, but nonetheless there is an emotive equality that you have in the mitzvah itself. The same, of course, is true when it comes to the obligation of shuvah. The rabbi writes as a formula for shuvah. When it's necessary, it is obligated to go and to do visui. A person must confess, but mere confession certainly is insufficient. There must be an internalization of the purpose, the goal that you have, of what Shuva reflects. These are very different than an obligation, for example, of eating Masa. When it comes to Masa there, the Masa Mitzvah, the Kiyama Mitzvah, the prescribed act and its fulfillment, go hand in hand. When it comes to that second case, no doubt, the Torah requires of us performance, but yet there also is an emotive quality to the Mitzvah itself. What about when it comes to the mitzvah of Tzkiah Shofar? Here, as suggested, that if there was only the postul of Yom Shor Yilachem, perhaps one would think that there's a mitzvah of hearing and sounding the Shofar like there's now the Gesheh And all that is demanded of us, very simply, is to hear the various folks. What is it that the Torah emphasizes when it comes to the postul that you have of Zitron shofar that the Tzkiah Shofar has to create a sense of remembrance, it must create an impression that just like when it comes to Kriyashvah, just like when it comes to Tzilah, there is a certain internal response that is required. The same thing is true when it comes to the obligation that we have of Kriyashvah as well. The Maishah Mitzvah, the performance itself, that is the to call Yom the internalization, the significance of the Mitzvah, what it is supposed to accomplish that is emphasized by what the Torah tells us in Parsha Emor of Zilk Where do you see, in fact, that this is true? That when it comes to the obligation of Skiyashofa, not only is there a clear prescribed mitzvah, but there also is a kiyom shivolei in emotive quality which is associated. Apostolation even went as far as to argue that when it comes to the mitzvah of Tiyashopha, it is not like the obligation of Matzah, which is simply an prescribed action of the Torah, but rather it is part of the obligation of the Tzkinos part of our Dovni, for the times that we have of Rosh Hashanah, for the times of Yom Morayim. Certainly, it's very interesting that the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah, fest, that there is a dispute between Rav and Rav regarding the concept of mitzvah strikos Kabbalah. When a person engages in any particular mitzvah, no doubt that ideally, a person has to have in mind that by doing so, he is fulfilling the particular mitzvah hand. What happens if minimally? A person goes ahead and performs a mitzvah without having in mind that by doing so, I am fulfilling this Torah obligation. Do we assume that minimally is he has or do we assume that that is not the case? This is the dispute between Rabban and return, listos trifos kavana, listos aim trifos kavana. How crucial is intent in performing a The Ospadeshik suggested, perhaps, according to the Rabban, the following distinction. Maybe it depends on these two categories of misra. When you're dealing with a Mitzvah, for example, like in Masa, where the action is what is crucial, therefore, although ideally, one should certainly have in mind that one is fulfilling the mitzvah, and one certainly should understand as best as possible the significance of the mitzvah, but nonetheless that minimally, as long as the mitzvah was performed, that is considered to be sufficient. What about when it comes to those other aspects? Let's assume, for example, a person will have a meal and yet will not be aware of the quality of sympathy. Let's assume for example, a that an other will sit on the floor However, without realizing he is doing so as an other. Let's assume for example, a person will say the words of Krishna without realizing a sense of what the Krishna is supposed to teach us. a sense of. Samah a person will respect the words of Gadi without realizing that he is engaging in our eagerly finishing. Would you argue that, look, the bottom line is the mitzvah has been performed, and that is considered to be sufficient? Or perhaps no. When it comes to the second category of mitzvah, when the Torah is telling us that the prescribed act is a necessary means, but to achieve a certain end, a certain realization, there perhaps everyone would admit that kavan is considered to be an inherent part of the mitzvah itself. Here, perhaps one could suggest exactly that distinction. The Rambam has the following difficult contradiction. The Rambam writes in love of a sametzal If a person goes in and forces you on Mesa to eat matzah, and you do so, and you don't realize that by eating the matzah and fulfilling one of the mitzvahs Satara, nonetheless the Rambam writes, the mitzvah is still fulfilled. And yet, the Rambam who his of the shofar tells us this is not true. When it comes to the mitzvah of Tkir shofar, if a person will simply hear the sounds of the shofar but not realize that he is thereby fulfilling the mitzvah, a person is not yosero. How do you resolve that apparent difficulty between the mitzvah of ma'as and that of skiya shofar? Why is it that the Rambam teaches that ma'as does not require Kabbalah on the other hand, skiya shofar does? Perhaps this is exactly the distinction. When it comes to that first category of mitzvah, where the Torah tells us that what we stress is the performance, then yes, minimally, as long as the mitzvah has in fact been done, one fulfills the obligation. When it comes to that second category of mitzvah, where the performance of the mitzvah is a necessary means, but to attain a certain end, a certain keel shavalei, in a mode of response, then if a person doesn't realize what in fact he is doing, doesn't realize that thereby he's fulfilling a mitzvah. Perhaps in those cases, one would not fulfill the mitzvah at all. Just like if one David was without kavanah, the Rambam writes, we don't assume that mitzvah saints reach us nonetheless, you fulfill the obligation. The Rambam writes, the same thing is true when it comes to Zekiya Shofar itself. Exactly because of what the Torah teaches, that Rosh has the association of zikram shua, it's necessary that Zekiya create a sense of remembrance creates a sense of zikara, and therefore the Ramah intent and in understanding is considered to be a crucial component to the mitzvah itself. With this in mind, certainly understand that it's not incidental that we almost sound the shofar in the framework, in the context of the Bravos of itself. It would be very odd for us to go ahead in the middle of Tzivas Musa to start eating matzah and Esa, because no no association between the tzilos of that young thing and the mitzvah of the But yet when it comes to the obligation of tzkiyashofar, since there is that element that we have of zifr from we incorporate the tzkiyashofar into the Shmonesim in order to demonstrate that even tzkiyashofar itself has that aspect that is part of the silo sayon of the day of Rosh Hashanah In fact, the Balamor writes the following thing. We know that the Gemara makes the distinction between the various series of skills that we have on Rosh Hashanah, that which is termed the de miyusha and the skios deliuma. We normally think about The first skios that we have after the Kriyasa of before Tilas Musa, those the skios demiyusha refer to the skills while we are sitting, because they are not at all in the framework, in the context of Shmonesim. Skios de that's a reference to the skios which are in the framework and context of Shmon and therefore termed skios de that we fulfill when we stand. The Balamar comments that know that is not what the Gemara is referring to at all. He comments in the Shoshone and the Aphyod and the as follows. From the perspective of the Gemara, we only withstand the show for at first in the Shmon itself. In fact, the skia shofra that we have immediately after Priya the Baalvarai is not at all alluded to in the Gemara. That was a much later institution. Why? After all, people would come on time to Daphne and Ashishana, and one could certainly envision that the day would drag on. People now could begin to feel ill, another individual not be able to stay perhaps until the end of Daphne, and a person could believe Shul without ever hearing the skia shofra at all. And therefore, in the time of the Da'om the Balmor explained, they had an earlier Tzkiyah Shofar after the Triyah Sathora to accommodate anyone who would have to leave Shofar early before Tzkiyah Musa was concluded. The Balamor writes this that Tzkiyos Tamiyushan, which the Gemara tells us the first time that the Shofar is sounded, i referring to the Tzkiyos in the Shmomestri itself when we are listening attentively to the sounds of the Shofar. Tzkiyos Tamiyuma. Are referring to the polos at the very end of Dawning, when we are getting up about the show, because the Dawning is over. That's the view of Balamor that the first kios that you had in the Gemara were the kios that were in the framework, in the context of the Shmon itself. Then the Balamor goes a step further. You know, there is a major dispute that you have, and Rosh discusses in the beginning of Sahim, as well as the end of Rosh Hashanah. What is the proper text, in the Nusaf? of the bracha for Skiyashofa. Because it's very striking, the Gemara never makes any reference at all to a bracha on the Nitzvot Skiyashofa. How do you understand that apparently glaring omission? The Balamah writes the following, that since, after all, from the time of the Gemara, the first time they would sell the shofar was in the framework of the Shkonesre. Therefore, there were no brothels whatsoever on the mitzvah of Skiya Why? Because the Shmoessari itself, the Mafia of the and Shofros, served as the birtos ha for the mitzvah of itself. Now that there was a later institution, in order to accommodate those who had to leave so early, that they had an earlier Skiya Shofar, it was a twofold change. Number one, an earlier Skiya was instituted, but number two, now since you were sounding the shofar outside of the framework of the brachos, now it was necessary to institute no virkals hamitsva for the mitzvah skiya shofar itself. From the perspective of the Gemara, no brachos for Nidamsky Shofar, because the Shmonesri itself, the Mafti and Sefroz and Shofros, served as the virkosanitsma for the mitzvah skiya shofar itself. There is a parallel example that the rush is in the very beginning of the second brachos, why is it that we don't go ahead and recite a on kriyashma, the rush goes to the view of Amrindam, that the brachos that we have of Sima, the birchos kriyashma, Sa'ak, and Mariam, they serve as the birchos Samitsma for the mitzvah of kriyashma itself. And Rav Amram goes as far as to argue that if you will ever go ahead and leave the kriyashma outside of the framework of Sila, for example, you're saying Kriyashma in the morning before dazzling, or repeating it because you dazzled very early, Rabbanuva writes you're obligated to recite a new Birkhasam itself. Because after all, now you are fulfilling the history of Kriyashma outside of the framework of Birkhas Kriyashma. We don't assume that way right when it comes to Kriyashma itself, but this is what the Balamar writes is true when it comes to Skiyashantra. A very striking, startling view of this Balamar. That the brachos of the Shmonestra itself serve as the brachos for the mitzvah of Kishofa. certainly indicating the link that we have, the concept of ziphron shrua, uniting our peel, our obligation of tima together with the mitzvah of Kishofa. This or comment that is rooted in that fossil of Zifron Tshua. Had it been to the apostle of Yom Shura, a mitzvah simply to Sandashokra. Zikrom means that there's a key of when it incorporates the obligation that you have of Sia Shofran into the framework of the Shvoresri itself, even to the extent that the Balamor argues that that is the purpose that you have of the mafia, Sikonas, and Shofros themselves. The even tells us in Hashanah Chavah that a Shofra should have a bent shape. It should not resemble a straight one. Why is that preferred? The Gemara tells us, because after all, literally, the more bent and posture a person is, the more preferred. What exactly does that mean? When is it says that a person stands for a and bent Pasha, Rashi writes his philosophy. When a person doubts, you don't doubt in a special, in an erect position, but rather a person doubts in a sense of humility, and so to the shape of the shofar itself, Rashi explains the Gemara is supposed to represent a person who is bowing, who is bending, engaged in tefillah. A further link that you have between shofar and the obligation that you have of and anash Hashanah. The Gemara even on the very same day, anash shoshanah above Malala, raises the following issue: We know that we can go ahead and secure a shofar from various different animals. But yet, the Gemara tells us that it's inappropriate to go in to use a horn of an eagle for the purpose of skiashar. Don't use the horn that you have of a parda, of a cow, or a cat, for the Mitzvah of skirshop. Why not? What's wrong with that application? The Gemara tells us, after all, that in kategos, not the senegos. The kaviyaka of this eagle remind us of a of the fate of the eagle hazad. And therefore it's inappropriate to go and to use this as a vehicle to be able to secure kapara Kha'parashvah. Comparable to the, the Mara tells us to the Kohen Gaba. Why is it that he doesn't have the big days of the golden clothing that the Kohen would normally wear? The Mara tells us again the very same principle gold is reminiscent of Chet Ha'edal, and therefore in category in Ashton we don't approach to the Sechachal Shorfo wearing golden clothing reminiscent of the So The Svegmar asks a very obvious question. Is it the case that when Kippur the Komen Dozal never wears the big days of golden clothing? Of course he does. It's only when he goes in the Kodesh and he not with him, only then does he wear big day Apparently, you see that this halafah of not wearing or doing anything reminiscent of the chayza in you is unique only in that area of the de in the Kodesh HaKodash. Outside, the kohen certainly goes ahead and wears big jezabah. Therefore, the dharma very simply when it comes to the mitzvah of skiya which is done outside of the de samikrash. Why should that be comparable to the Kohen-dodo is doing avoda in the Beit HaMittash and Kodesh HaKadoshim? And the Gemara answers that no, K'von to the Since K'eshopar has the element of Sikara, of remembrance, the nimdami, it is though the kohen is doing the avoda in the Kodesh HaKadoshim itself. Here Rasul explained, based on what the Gemara tells us in Brakos in that moment. When a person engages in tefillah, wherever he may be doubting, a person is obligated to direct his tefillah to Eretz Yisrael, to the Beis HaMiknosh, and ultimately the Gemara tells us to the area, of the Kodesh HaKadosh itself That is the focal point that we have of our tefillah. And since Kiyashopar has that element of a kittim, part of the fulfillment of our obligation of tefillah, that's exactly what the Gemara tells us that our fulfillment of the Nitzvah of Kiyoshofer is comparable to the both the Kohen Godot is doing in the Kodesh HaKadoshim itself. And that's exactly why The, the battle of Eich HaSegor applies to a Kohen Godot in Kodesh HaKadoshim, as well as to our fulfillment of the wherever that may take place. And how do you know this is true? But the Torah says, came from the Zikoro Masin what is that reference of Zikaram, that very postulat in Tarshah of Zikhron The postulat that teaches us that there is an element that we have of zikharam, of remembrance, of an emotive response that we have to the obligation of Skiya Shofer With this in mind, the Slavic answer also another difficulty. The obligation of Skiya Shofer, no doubt, is a mis-minator. The Torah tells us, that after all, Yom Shur, Zifron What about the obligation of the Dami in Rosh Hashanah? The obligation of Malki, Sikhronos, and Shokhans? Is that a mixture in the Torah? Or is that only drama? The Gemara tells us from the very end of Mesefis Rosh Hashanah, Andaka, the and Abayes. What if a person finds himself in the following predicament? He has a choice of two different locations for Rosh Hashanah. One community he knows. They have a shofar, but they don't have a basilah, they don't have a master. He'll be able to hear the sounds of the shofar, but he won't be able to experience the malthiya, sakhronos, and Chophers. Another community, they don't have a shofar, they don't have the a but they have a Masa or a chazm, they'll be able to dab them malthiya, sakhronos, and Chophers. Which community should a person see to be in a masna? The Mar says very clearly go to the place that has skiya shofaras. Why? His is a Torah obligation. Malti, Sikronos, and Shofras. Only drama. And the American goes a step further. Let's assume that in one community, I know they have Malti, Sikronos, and Shofras. The other community is an unknown. It is better to take your chance that possibly they'll have a shelter rather than dying in the community that does not have one at all, even if we're guaranteed of the philosophy of Malti, Sikronos, and Shofras. The is explicit. Shokar is a mitzvah in the Torah. Mouth is zikros and shopras, only mitzvah to Ravana. What is the difficulty? Because when you look at Rashi and Kumash, and that very possible, to Semua, Rashi seems to indicate that the meaning of the possible, of zikros is Zikronos is and shokros. What exactly does the Torah mean when it tells us Zikron and It means the recitation of the tzimos, Zikronos and shokros. How is it that Rashi interprets the gospel of Ziphron Shroon as a reference to the Tzimos of Rosh Hashanah, when the Gemara tells us that the obligation of Tzimah is only Yidraban? The so Rav suggests the following answer. It's true. There is a Torah obligation of the Tzimos name of Rosh Hashanah. Ziphron certainly is a Torah mandated to based on the gospel of Ziphron Shroon. That's what Rashi writes in Gumesh. How then is it possible that Mark tells us it's only a rabbinic obligation and therefore goes to the community that has the shofar? That's yes, perhaps is the family. When is it that mostly Ezekros and Shofras are considered to be a Torah obligation at Tzviva only when it's accompanied by Tzkiyya Shofar? When you have the Tzkiyya Shofar al-Seyr ha and in that framework you have the list of skia Shofar, not only is there fulfillment of the Torah obligation of sounding the shokra itself of Yom shum, but also an obligation that we have of Zikram to, as Rashi understands, and shokras. If you have a community that doesn't have the shofar at all, in such a case, not only is there no fulfillment of the nizvah of Skiah but even the Kiyom, the fulfillment of stigma of Zikram Shema, now is reduced to a Nitzvah Drahon the obligation of Tzkiya Shofar is what heightens not only our fulfillment of that Mitzvah, but also is able to go in to elevate the level of our Tzkiya, because this is the obligation that we have of the Tzkiya not the Sikros and Shawkaras together, but the sense that we have of Tzkiya Shofar. This is part of the obligation that we have of Sama Shofar Rosh Hashanah. This year, of course, we don't fulfill the Mitzvah of Tzkiya Shofar on the first day because they are the rabbi, for concern that one in fact will come to desecrate the shah.
1: You know, the Gemara
0: tells us in the very end of the that Septuagint, Abraham was told by HaKadosh that how in fact do I know that my descendants will merit inheriting Eretz Israel? HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered, you'll enter Eretz Israel, you'll build a base, amigos, you'll offer Karbanos. that is your assurance that Eretz Israel will be you. The Gemara tells us, our Roma view continued, Ask me, Akarish Baraku, the Seinath, the Zenath, the Znanshah, the Zamigdash Kaim. When you have a Beit Samigdash, you offer Kaabanos. We understand it very well. We have that spous. But the Znanshah, the Zamigdash Kaim, the If you don't have a Beit Samigdash, in what spous is it that Eretz Yisrael is a mess? in that context the Gemara tells us to follow. Akarish Baraku responded to our Roma view and said, that, No, I have prepared for you to the Savior HaKaabanos. The partials, the portions of the Torah that deal with the karbanot itself, you don't have an opportunity to offer karbanos. At least involve yourself in learning the halachos and involving oneself in reciting the partials of karbanot itself. And then a who tells us that he will view it as though karbanos were offer. The Gemara tells us a very striking idea. When a person is in a position where a mitzvah cannot be fulfilled through acts, then the second tier is by recitation, by reading the parashat HaKarbanas, by studying the halotos that you have in ma'la kilu hikrit makes a similar comment in the Gilma not David. The Gemara tells us, Purim Another similar occurrence. If Purim Shephani Yos Shabbos, there is no Kriya Sanagimah. So the Gemara tells us that a person should spend that day involving oneself in the Halakos of uh, the the Halakos of Purim. One can understand the Gemara in one of two ways. Purim which calls on Shabbos. Does the Gemara mean to say even when Purim calls on Shabbos? Although there is no Kriya Tavigila? Or perhaps the Gemara means to say only on Purim which out on Shabbos. And that's what all says about so, writes, when Purim falls out during another day of week, you fulfill the myths of Purim and Isna by reading of the Megillah. But when Purim falls out on Shabbos and the Tanach Yerushalayim, in such a case, we're not allowed to read the Megillah. And therefore, how is it that you fulfill that element of Purim and Isna, of publicizing the news of Purim through the second tier that you have of showing the and the Yom by studying the Halakos of Purim specifically when Purim falls on Shabbos, a time that you cannot go ahead and engage and fulfill the priya Sama Perhaps this is instructive even when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, which falls on Shabbos itself. The Gemara tells us that at times we have an opportunity to fulfill the Mitzvah of Kiyosha. And sometimes very literally our hands are tied, as in this year where the Mitzvah is not fulfilled because of the Zeretra but yet, as tells us, if a person engages in understanding the whole through Limon HaTarva, Malav HaTosu, Karvan, perhaps this can be extended even to areas that you have beyond our I've right when it comes to Kriya HaMegillah, and perhaps even when it comes to TK Shofar itself. And therefore, especially this year, when we don't have that eniskut of the tefillah through the mitzvah of Shofar, it creates an even greater responsibility on us to spend the Shabbos of engaging and understanding the significance that we have of the Mitzvah of Tzir The Sanyamad explains Tzir Shofre has with a certain tension. On the one hand, it's reminiscent of a great sense that we have of simple, as the Rambach tells us, characterized by the sound of the Tzir but also the Shmurim and the true of the broken sounds as Targum tells us, Yom Yubavi phone are supposed to be reminiscent of a time that we have of crime. That's the tension directed that we always experience on the days of Rosh Hashanah. On the one hand, the Rambam Baba implies, or the Chaim of slaves, Rosh Hashanah has the status of the under. There's a myth of simcha even on Rosh Hashanah itself. However, it's tempered by the fact that Rosh Hashanah is considered to be a time that we have of judgment, a time of death challenge, the responsibility that we have of tshuva, on the one hand, is a fearful one. On one hand, it reflects a certain sense of hesitancy and trepidation. But yet, when the Gemara tells us dear there are certain times that Shavara, who is so close, waiting for our response and our initiative to be able to involve himself in tshuva, in such a case, Rosh Hashanah becomes not merely a time of trepidation, a rather a joyous occasion that we look forward to with a sense of symptom, A simpah looking forward to the sense that we have of sleep from a feeling of alcohol, which is attainable especially at this time and not to the same extent throughout the days of the year. This is what the Sajjah Von writes is true of the Mitzvah Tzkiyashopah. We blow its here which is supposed to represent the great sense of symptom. Then all of a sudden we go to the shvarn which is true of the broken songs of Yom Yvavim Yilakopah. But the always tells us that you can never blow simply, it's just the broken sounds alone. The Yom Yudhav Yilafon, the time that we have of seriousness of Rosh Hashanah, has to be balanced and tempered on both sides by the sign that we have of fear. It's not all a depressing experience, it's not one that we necessarily fear, but it's one that we always anticipate with a sense that we have of enthusiasm. The Rosh Hashanah is that this is the uniqueness of B'nai Yisrael. Yishami writes in the very end of Rosh Hashanah, when we come Yisrael, the name Yisrael are unique. Yishami asks, give me an example in this the uniqueness of Knesset Yisrael. Yishami writes exactly this point. The ability of Bnei Yisrael to respond with a sense of simpah on Rosh Hashanah despite the fact that it's a Yom And what justifies our sense of simpah? Because Hashem is called out from B'chamah. Because of the rush claims, Hakadosh Baruch Hu promises us that with our initiative and with even perhaps a minimal effort, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will respond and grant us the sense that we have of a silva and That certainly paints a very different one and responsibility that we have during Yom No doubt to take this responsibility so seriously, but at the same time to realize the opportunity of simcha that we have even during. You may have been. There's Hashem, especially this year. As Rosh Hashem calls on our Shabbos, we should take the time to understand the significance. The Mitzvah of Skiya the obligation of Skiya as well as Shur and the dialectic that we have on Rosh Hashem itself. On the one hand, the youngest of the Mitzvah of on the other hand, the time that you have of Din and serious Shurna. There's Hashem, all of us should be able to attain that new height, the level that we have of Stephen Fassima personally, as well as well in